139th sign. Once Nizamuddin, a mystery master mason and member of my Jamaat, wrote to me from his residence in Sialkot that a dangerous criminal case had been filed against him, and there was no ostensible chance of acquittal, that he was deeply fearful and his enemies wanted him to get entrapped and were very jubilant. He added that he had written to me after being despaired of obvious resources. He further said he had pledged in his heart that he would send 50 rupees to me in gratitude to God Almighty in the event of his acquittal. This letter of his was shown to a number of people and I supplicated earnestly and he was intimated about it. After a few days, his letter, accompanied by 50 rupees, came saying that God had rid him of that calamity. Then, after a few weeks, another letter came saying that the government advocate had reopened the case on the plea that the earlier judgment was flawed and the deputy commissioner, after granting the plea of the advocate, had forwarded the English version of the judgment, along with his recommendation to the commissioner. He wrote that this new attack was therefore more dangerous than the earlier one and was much more worrisome. He further said, In this state of anxiety, I have again promised to myself that if I survive the attack this time, I shall present another sum of 50 rupees as a token of my gratefulness. Please do pray fervently for me. This is a summary of the two letters following which supplication was made. After this, hardly a fortnight had passed when the letter of Nizamuddin Ministry arrived, which is reproduced below as is. Letter of Nizamuddin Ministry. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we praise him and invoke his blessing upon his noble messenger. O our Messiah and Mahdi, the incontrovertible proof of God on earth, may Allah's peace, mercy, and blessings be upon you. For your sake alone. Allah the Almighty has once again shown mercy to me. Yesterday, Commissioner Lahore rejected and returned the appeal of the opposing party. So Allah be praised and thanked for it. My humble self will personally appear before your honor to present the 50 rupees that I had previously pledged. Your humble servant, Nizamuddin Mistri, Sealkot City, near Post Office. 140th Sign Sadar Khan, a brother of Hakim, physician, Shah Nawaz Khan, resident of Rawalpindi, wrote to me that his brother Shah Nawaz Khan, along with one of the opposing party, were required to produce security bonds in a court of law. Both the parties had appealed against it, after which I was requested for prayer by the former. As a result of the blessing of the prayer, Shah Nawaz's appeal was accepted and that of the other party was rejected. Jurists had said that it was useless to appeal as both the parties had secured bails against each other. It was the effect of the prayer that the opposing party remained under bail while Shah Nawaz Khan was released from it. 141st sign. I once received a succession of letters from Mia Noor Ahmed, teacher at the school at Cooperative Settlement Baryam Kamlana, Post Office Dub Kalan, Tassil Shorkat, District Jung to the effect that a false case had been instituted against his friends Kasim Rustam Laal and others by someone named Patana Kamlana 
and that the case had taken a sinister turn, so I was requested to pray. Thus, when he insisted in every letter with great humility, my heart turned towards it, because I indeed found their condition to be pitiable. I therefore supplicated a lot. At last, my prayer was accepted. Thus, on September 12, 1906, a letter from the same Miyanur Ahmed came concerning the success in the trial. The letter is produced below. Letter of Nur Ahmed. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we praise him and invoke his blessings upon his noble messenger, our holy mentor and master, the promised Messiah, may peace and blessings be upon him. Peace be upon you and mercy of Allah and his blessings. After humble salutation, I submit that the false suit that had been instituted by Patana Gamlana against my poor friends Qasim, Rustam, Laal, and others has been won on August 31st, 1906, by God's grace, with the blessing of your prayers. Please accept my congratulations. Glory be to God that the sublime God accepted the supplications of his beloved Imam, exalted him, and our faith was enhanced. We can never adequately thank the Supreme Judge of all judges for his bounties. Your obedient servant, Nur Ahmad, teacher at the school in the cooperative settlement, Varyam Kamlana, Post Office Dub Kalan, Tehsil Shorkot, District Jhang. 142nd sign. I received a telegram from a true friend of mine and a very sincere devotee, Seth Abdurrahman, merchant of Madras that he was suffering from carbuncle, that is, from a deadly pustule caused by cancer. I was much concerned and anxious on account of his illness because Seth Abdurrahman is a devotee of the foremost rank. It was about 9 a.m. and I was sitting in the state of grief and anxiety when I was abruptly overtaken by a light slumber and my head bowed down suddenly. I received a revelation from God, the Lord of honor and glory. Signs of Life Afterwards, another telegram was received from Madras that the condition was better and there was no cause for worry. Later, another letter written by his brother, the late Saleh Muhammad, arrived to the effect that Seth Abdurrahman suffered from diabetes before it. Since the carbuncle in diabetes is almost incurable, grief and anxiety dominated again, and this grief reached an extreme. This grief was because I had found Seth Abdurrahman to be extremely sincere and he had practically demonstrated to the highest order his sincerity, and he had been helping our langar khana, the community kitchen, with thousands of rupees, only out of the sincerity of his heart, with no interest other than earning the pleasure of God. He was so moved by sincerity and devotion that he would always send a large monthly sum for our langar khana. His faith was so steeped in love, as if he were totally lost in love and sincerity. It was therefore but proper that I should have prayed a great deal for him. Ultimately, my heart was overwhelmed to pray for him in a manner that was extraordinary, and I continued to pray for him day in and day out with extreme concentration. It was then that God Almighty also brought about an extraordinary outcome and delivered Seth Abdurrahman from such a deadly disease as if he were granted a new life. Thus, he writes in his letter, in response to your prayer, God caused a great miracle to happen, for there was no hope for life at all. After the operation, the wound began to heal. Close to it, a new boil appeared, which once again had put me in great fear and panic. 
but later it was found that it was not a carbuncle. In the end, after a few months, I recovered completely. I know it for certain that this is, indeed, bringing the dead back to life. Carbuncle and then diabetes and old age with it. Doctors are only too well aware that a recovery from this terrifying condition is virtually impossible. Our God is most benevolent and merciful, and among his attributes is the attribute of revival of the dead. Last year on October 11, 1905, a sincere friend of mine, Malvi Abdul Karim of blessed memory, died of the same disease, carbuncle, that is, malignant tumor. For him too, I had prayed fervently, but not a single revelation held out any hope for him. Instead, the following revelations were received repeatedly. 1. Was wrapped up in a shroud. 2. 47 years of age. Surely to Allah we belong, and to him shall we return. 3. The arrows of death do not miss. When supplication was made, even after this, I received this revelation. 4. Meaning that, O people, you should worship the God who created you, that is, deem him alone as the doer of all your tasks, and trust him. 5. Do you adopt the worldly life? The point here was that considering a person to be indispensable, that his death will cause irreparable loss, is tantamount to shirk, associating partners with God, and to be so desperate for his life is a kind of worship. After this I kept quiet and realized that his death was inevitable. So he died on Wednesday at Asr time, on October 11, 1905. But God did not forget the anguish which rocked my heart during my prayers for him, and was pleased to replace one loss with another success. For this sign, he selected Seth Abdurrahman. Although he took Abdul Karim away from us, he returned Abdurrahman back to us. He was afflicted with the same disease. He recovered through the prayers of this servant. So Allah be praised for all this. It is my experience of hundreds of times that God is so benevolent and merciful that when in his wisdom, he does not accept a prayer, he accepts some other similar prayer in its stead. As God Almighty says, Whatever sign we abrogate or cause to be forgotten, we bring one better than that or the like thereof. Do you not know that Allah has the power to do all that he wills? Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 107 of the Holy Quran. 143rd sign. After this, God Almighty blessed me with another joyous sign, which is as follows. During those days, I once prayed that God Almighty let me witness a fresh sign. At that, as has been published in the newspaper Badr of 30th August 1906, I received this revelation. Some sign will soon appear. The indication was that some sign was destined to appear soon. Accordingly, the promised sign appeared in the following manner. On a number of occasions, I saw ill-boding dreams, which clearly indicated that some calamity is to appear concerning the family of Mir Nasir Nawab, who is my father-in-law. Thus, once I saw a goat's leg hanging in the house, portending someone's death, and once I saw Dr. Abdul Hakim Khan, assistant surgeon, standing outside juxtaposed to the door near the room upstairs in which I live. Then someone addressing me says that Ishaq's mother has invited Abdul Hakim Khan to come inside the house. Ishaq's mother is the wife of Mir Nasir Nawab, and Ishaq is their son. They all live in our house. 
On hearing this, I answered, I will never allow Abdul Hakim Khan to enter my home, as it amounts to our insult. At this, he disappeared from view and did not enter. It must be remembered that interpreters of dreams have written in the science of dream interpretation, and it has thus been repeatedly experienced that if in a dream an enemy enters someone's house, it portends a catastrophe or death in that house. Since Abdul Hakim Khan is my sworn enemy these days and awaits day and night for my downfall, God Almighty made him appear in the dream as if he wanted to enter our home and Ishaq's mother, Meen Nasir Nawab's wife, invites him. The interpretation of such an invitation is stated to be that such a person invites disaster into his house, primarily on account of the spiritual lapses on his part, of which God alone has the knowledge, meaning that his present spiritual condition calls for a visitation of some calamity. Obviously, man is not free from misdeeds and sins, and human nature, except for a special few, is not immune to mistakes, and the mistakes asks for a heavenly warning. This experience is shared by the whole world. Hence, the interpretation of this dream was that some mistake on her part sought to invite the enemy into the house, but the intercession stopped it. In the dream, I prevented Abdul Hakim Khan from entering the house, meaning that the grace of God Almighty, which accompanies me, prevented the enemy from the occasion to exult. Thus, when, after receiving so many revelations, it became definitely clear to me that some trouble for the family of Mir Nasir Nawab was in store. I started supplicating in earnest. It so happened that he, along with his son Ishaq, and the rest of the family was about to leave for Lahore. I related these dreams to him and stopped him from going to Lahore. He said he would not go to Lahore at all without my permission. Next morning, Ishaq, the son of Mir Nasir Nawab, suffered high fever and became very restless. Tumors appeared in his groin on both sides, and it became certain that it was plague, as plague had broken out in some villages of this district. It was then that I understood that this was the interpretation of my above-mentioned dreams, and profound grief developed in my heart. I told the family members of Minas and Nawab that I was indeed supplicating, but they must repent and seek God's forgiveness much because I had seen in the dream that they had invited the enemy to their house, which indicated some wrongdoing on their part. Although I knew that death was the eternal law of nature, yet it occurred to me that if someone died of the plague in my household, an uproar of pronouncing me as a liar would develop, and after that, even if I were to present a thousand signs, they would be of no avail against this particular objection because I had already written and publicized hundreds of times and told thousands of people that all members of my household would remain safe from death by the plague. In short, I cannot describe the condition of my heart at that time. I immediately engaged myself in supplication. After the supplication, I witnessed a wondrous spectacle of divine providence that, within two or three hours, Ishaq's fever miraculously subsided and no trace of the tumors was left. He not only sat up, but started moving, walking, playing, and running, as if he had never been ill. This indeed is giving life to the dead. I proclaim it on oath that the raising of the dead by Hasid Isa was absolutely nothing more than this. People can exaggerate his miracles now as much as they like, but this is what the reality was. 
he who really dies, passing away from this world, and the angel of death, taking his soul away, does not come back at all. Take note that Allah the Exalted says in the Holy Quran, and then he retains those against which he has decreed death. Surah Az-Zumar, chapter 39, verse 43 of the Holy Quran. 144th sign. Malvi Ismail, a resident of Aligarh, was the first to gird his loins in hostility, and as I have mentioned in my book, Fateh Islam, he publicized concerning me that I prophesy with the help of geomancy and astrology, and that I keep astrological instruments in my possession. I replied, the curse of Allah be upon the liars concerning him, and I wish chastisement from God Almighty for him. As while writing the book, Fateh Islam, I have published it, and I had written the following Quranic prayer challenge. Come, let us call our sons and your sons, and our women and your women, and our people and your people. Then let us pray fervently and invoke the curse of Allah upon the liars. Accordingly, about a year had elapsed since the Mubahila prayer duel that he suddenly suffered some unexpected illness and died. In his book that he had published against me in rebuttal, he had written, Truth has come and falsehood has vanished. Thus did God make it manifest to all as to who was in the right that stood firm and who was false that ran away. Some 16 years have elapsed since he died after this mubahila. Footnote start. Malvi Ismail, in one of his pamphlets, had prayed against me, invoking my death. Then soon after this curse, he died, and his curse recoiled upon himself. Footnote end. 